morning. While uh, watching snowing this morning, I was saying, oh yes, finally. And, and the second thought, I was thinking, somebody says, uh-oh, <laughs> we're going to be very uh, slippery during today and tomorrow. So uh, I don't know how many of you watched the Squid Game, uh, the Netflix drama last year. I think many of you at least probably heard about the Netflix drama. One of the leading actors on the drama was Lee Jung-jae. He was huge, like uh, 80s, 90s. He did a wonderful job in that role, but it is not because it is, he was charismatic and handsome in that drama. On the contrary, his role was totally different from the role he used to play. He used to be a charismatic, attractive, and able man under any drama or movie. Although he acted that role, totally diff- different role, opposite role, he looked like he was born into it. So I heard many people who watched the Squid Game first time and, and who saw the uh, uh, actor Wee Jung-jae first time, they found, they kind of real uh, surprised and they saw another drama. Uh, he saw him from another drama because he has a totally different character on other dramas. I think that's why he won the best lead actor in the Emmy Award 2022. Let me give you a line from the scripture of One Buddhism. The founding master Sutasan said, if you detach yourself from greed and free yourself from likes and dislikes, this will be the wish-fulfilling gem. In case you don't know what the wish-fulfilling gem, in, old, in the old Korean fairy tales, this wish-fulfilling gem is like a magical gem that dragons carry in their mouth. If you attain, if you have that gem in your hand, and whatever you think, that can happen. That's what it is. Whenever I read this passage, I used to ask myself, if we could detach ourselves from greed and free ourselves from likes and dislikes, why would this be the wish-fulfilling gem? Let's think about it. Once Master Sotasan scolded his disciple harshly, even making the one break into tears, then a moment later, he treated his disciple warmly and with kind words. 
Son of the disciple asked Master Sotesan why he showed anger at one moment and warmth a moment later. And Master Sotesan answered, At first, I scolded him in a tough manner to correct his habit, his faults. Then I treated him with kindness to encourage his practice. Let's suppose you are very angry at someone. Can you smile a moment later at the same person? Master Sutesan was able to do so because his mind of state of mind was round and complete like Ilwan Sang. As for me, I think at least I don't get angry easily, but when I get angry, I mostly become became silent because I know from my past experiences I would be regretful for whatever action I take. In that terrible mind, so when I get angry, I stop and no, make no, no action. Whenever I get angry, I feel my visions are blocked by something and my mind is foggy. I try to think clearly, but it's kind of foggy. It feels like I am trapped in a cell, in a shell. That's why I choose no action when I get angry. I have a different kind of experience a long time ago in Korea. I was assisting someone load cabbages onto a truck and four guys were working together with me on the job. Then it began a drizzling. No one wanted to walk in the rain, but you cannot, we, don't, we didn't have other choices. So at the beginning, uncomfortable feeling was growing inside of me. Then the rain became heavy, and all of us soaked. Then something happened. Since we all were already wet, I stopped thinking about getting out of rain because I didn't have a choice, and I was already wet. Then, to my surprise, I felt a strong sense of liberation and freedom, as if there were no self. My mind became filled with joy and energy, and we finished the work in a happy manner. So what do you think is the difference between these two moments.
between when it was drizzling and when it's poured. I think the only difference was the, oh, we all dropped the thought of avoiding the rain. And when I had that thought avoiding the rain, I was trapped in my shell of preferences, which kind of dislike. When I gave up that thought, I was free. I was out of my shell. The message from the scripture earlier today does not suggesting that we should have no preferences, likes or dislikes. Rather, it is suggesting one should have control over your preferences. You should be master, not slave, when you deal with these kind of preferences. The fourth head dharma master of one Buddhism, one Buddhism the Venerable Chasan, used to emphasize this point about habit. When you start a new habit, like even, for example, like smoking, it is like a puppy because you can control it. It doesn't have a power on, over you. You can stop whenever you decide to stop. But once that habit becomes stronger, the habit becomes a lion. And you cannot control it. And you become a slave to that habit. And this is the point the Venerable Jasan used to make. You probably heard of this quote from Ralph Emerson once or twice because it's very famous. Sow a thought and you reap an action. Sow an action, you reap a habit. Sow a habit, you reap a character. And so a character, you reap a destiny. This quote means a lot. Our thoughts, words, habit forms our character and our, our destiny in the long run, although it's invisible until the right time. Because of that, we are creators to our character, to our karma, to our own destinies. If we want to change that, if we want to make this better, you should be very busy. We all should be watchful our thoughts, words, and action. We should understand our greed and likes and dislikes. And we should try not to be 
attached to these. Our attachment to greed, likes, and dislikes constitutes a big part of our egos. So when you are attached to these, our thought becomes narrowed or blinded. And our mind, which is originally round and complete, becomes dented, scratched, or even broken into pieces. And probably that's not what you want. So how could we be free from our ego or your preferences, attachments? How could we break out of our shells? For starters, we should understand what that is. We'd better know how we are bound to it. Then, how are we supposed to know that? For fish to understand what water means to them, they need to get out of water. Until that point, they would never understand what water means to them. Likewise, if we want to understand our attachment to greed, likes or dislikes, one of the best ways would be keeping a distance from it and watching what happens in our mind. Let me tell you about my fasting experience like about 10 years ago. And back then, I wanted to have a better new year and I decided to fast three days at the beginning of the year. No food, but just water. At the time, I was not vegetarian, total vegetarian, but I was kind of avoiding meat when I have a choice. After the first day of fasting, I noticed that my sense of smell became very sharp. I was able to sense so many different smells I have never noticed until then. On the second day of fasting, I, I, was, sewing, I was seeing a picture of a steak on a uh, TV commercial and a newspaper. I noticed that my mouth became full of saliva. Yeah, it, it's funny. <laughs> I was so funny because I was avoiding meat by my own choice. By, but my body says different story. What I thought from that fasting experience was that I didn't know myself well enough as I thought I did. So I'd like to try to challenge your greed, likes and dislikes, and preferences as an exploration to yourself 
are just like a science experiment. Will, you will learn a lot about yourself. Also, you will be realize the degree of influence you have under that. Then maybe you can raise above your challenging challenge little by little as you walk into yourself. I think I'm sure this is going to be fun and a running experience. This practice will give you an opportunity to regain control over those attachment. This practice would be like peeling an onion layer after layer of your ego. This time is at the end of the year, so probably you might be thinking of your new year resolutions. I think to succeed in our new year resolution, we need to break down some part of our old self so that we can build a new self on that ground. As from my own practice on this matter, I have an agenda. How to use my cell phone in a mindful way is my big agenda these days. Because I've been, I've been observing, I need more practice while using my cell phone. I've been observing my attachment to my cell phone is kind of growing gaining more power over me. So practicing on my attachment on my cell phone will be one of my New Year resolutions and you will see how it goes. There is a term called overview effect you you might have heard before which is coined by Frank White in uh, 1985. As you know, this term explains a cognitive shift reported by some astronauts while viewing the Earth from the space. Researchers have described the effect as a state of awe with self-transcendent qualities precipitated by a particularly striking visual stimulus. If we think about how to experience the overview effect by yourself, by, uh, by myself, there are many alternatives rather than traveling to space, I think. Traveling to space is not an option for most of us. So maybe challenging, I mean changing your surroundings. Traveling to places you've never been to. Or hiking to the top of a mountain so that you can overlook the villages. If any of these are a viable option to you, you might experience your 
own version of overview effect. Maybe scale may be different, but in addition, I think there are cheaper ways. If we can greet every day as if it is the first day on the earth, and end the day as if tonight is the last day of our lives, then probably we might be, we would be experiencing a little bit of overview effect on a daily basis. I think a common delusion we have, we believe every day would be the same forever. Let's not forget our life is really, really short. And nothing is permanent. So make every day your first day on this planet with deep gratitude. Make every night your last night on this planet with gratitude and reflection. Play with your greed, likes, and dislikes with watch flies and don't give space for your ego to grow and give enough time and space for your spirit to grow. Thank you. Thank you.